0: We are in Sefer Shemuel Aleph, in the 7th Pasuk of the 22nd chapter. So what happened is, Tavir he in the beginning of our chapter, he runs away from the Pilishti area of Gat, after uh, feigning like he's crazy in order to get away, which, we've, which we studied before. He goes to a place called the, the Cave of Adulam, in the area of Yehuda, where he meets up with his family. His family comes, and his family is also now hiding from Shaul, because if Shaul wants to kill David, one of the tactics he could use is to kill his family also. So, the family runs, they meet up, they all meet up in this area in Adulam, and David develops like, basically develops a following, a following of all of the the people who are at the bottom rung of society, people who are struggling, everybody who's upset, depressed, poor, they all joined David. Which goes to show that David had natural leadership and people would just flock to him. People would always always come to David whether he liked it or not. That's like the sign of a leader that they can't help being a leader. right? So David goes from there to Moab. And what does he do in Moab? He, he gives his family over to get protection from the king of Moab. And in the meantime, and then once, once uh, he drops his family off at Moab, God Hanavi, which... Is he just comes randomly, this is an interesting thing He just shows up and he tells David not to stay uh, in, in Mitsuda Which was where David was hiding He tells him to go to a place called Ya'ar okay? Harit So he runs to a place called Ya'ar okay? Harit now, now we turn back the camera to Sha'ul Basically, we see that David is running away frantically, trying to hide his family, trying to find a place where he, can, uh, he could be safe. And now we turn the camera back to Shaul and, and we see that Shaul is sitting in, probably in uh, Givat Shaul, which was where Shaul's king was, the kingship was set up, somewhere in Binyamin. It was a place called Giva. And he was under a tree in Ramah, all very you know, cryptic places. And he has his spear in his hand. And we said yesterday that the fact that Shaul, it says he's described as all of his servants are standing around him, Ready for and, and his, no, his, he's, his spear is in his hand, and scared. His, all of his, uh, his uh, people are standing around him, shows that his paranoia has reached a very, very high level, where even when he's surrounded by his servants, and he's alone under a tree, in what you would describe as a very you know, calm and peaceful location, he's terrified to the extent that he's holding his spear, you can imagine he's gripping it tightly, with, with like utter fear, you know. So, that's Shaul's situation. And now Shaul is going to speak to all of his servants. And if you remember, this, uh, what we're about to read, is a commentary on what happened a chapter ago when David had first run away from Shaul. He ran to the city of Nov. or there, it's called Nove, The city of the Kohanim, where the, the, the Kohen there, Achimelech, helped him by giving him some food and he gave him the sword of uh, Goliath, Okay. So Shaul, Shaul is sitting there and his servants are all around him and Pasuk Zion is where we begin today. He says to his servants, they're standing there, Listen to me, you sons of Benjamin. You think the son of Yishai is going to give you fields and vineyards? You think he's going to make you leaders and, and he's going to put you In positions of power That you've all uh, got, got together against me And banded together against me And nobody is telling me What's going on When my son Yonatan Made a covenant with, with the son of Yishai To protect him And to save him from, from me None of you are upset on my behalf And are telling me The things that are going on The people that are trying To conspire against me For my son has Helped my enemy Form an ambush Against me on this day So Shaul turns to all Of his servants And he, and he starts bashing them For not telling him About all the conspiracies That are against Shaul Now Shaul obviously is A lot of this is paranoia He's the one who's He's trying to kill David For no reason And um, and, and Shaul is clearly very, very upset with Yonatan, as we saw when he had that outburst at his, at his table. When he called Yonatan ben Avatam mardut, the son of the wayward woman. And, uh, but now he's turning to his servants and he's saying, none of you guys were able to help me. But there's one thing that I saw, you, you, I don't know if you've, saw, you've seen this, but Amnon Bazak in his Navi commentary on Sefer Shemuel Aleph, he points out something brilliant. He says, look at Pasuk Zayn. Shaul says, will David give you vineyards and fields? Will David make you powerful people? What is the implication of the fact that Shaul is asking this of his servants? Meaning that he is implying that he will give them power. It, He's implying that he has given them power. He has given them fields and vineyards. And what he's saying is, what, is David making you a better offer than what I have already given you? And... What Amnon Bazak points out is that if you look at the people who joined with David, who were these people? The people that were the lower class of society, the, the people that were struggling, that were struggling financially. And he, Amnon Bazak says you can almost say that the Sadot and Kramim that Shaul gave to his servants, he probably took from those poor people. And that's why they're so upset and they're joining David. You know, it's not clear that he took it from them specifically, but it's like, it's an interesting thing that on one hand, you have the elitism of Shaul, That he has his his you know his own posse that he's giving them benefits and he's giving them leadership positions and money, and then you have David who's being joined by the poorest of society who have you know and he's you know that that's just not the way he he acts. And then what what's interesting is that what Shaul is saying about giving the sadot and kramim to his people is very similar to what Shemuel warned a king would do. In fact, it uses the same language. It uses the language of sadot and kramim that the king will take. The people, Sadot and kramim. when Shimuel was warning the people that the king would become corrupt, he said, this is one of the examples he gave, that the king is going to take all of your possessions and give it to his servants. So we see that the elitism and the, and the corruption of the Sha'ul uh, regime is now becoming very clear. And we see why maybe the poor people of society would cling to David at this point. Now, Pasuk Tet. Now, all of the servants of Sha'ul are sitting there and they're getting bashed by Sha'ul and they're being accused. So what's going to be the natural tendency for the servants there? Well, they're scared, so they're going to want to, you know, cover their their, their backs. They want to protect themselves. So, Vayan mm-hmm. Doeg Ha'adomi. Doeg HaDomim gets up and he, and he answers. Vehu Nitzav Shaul, He was standing there with the servants of Shaul Vayomar, and he said, "Ra'iti Et Beni Ba I saw the son of Ishai come to the city of Nov El Achimelech Ben Achituv to Achimelech, the son of Achituv. Lo Badonai." and Achimelech asked God on his behalf on what on how to help him bitzedana than law he gave him provisions with head of the Philistine not only given the sword of uh, Goliat the Philistine vai shlacha melech achimelech ben achituv ha kohen ve et kol bet aviv ha kohenim benov ve yavo kula el so the king shao then goes and calls out to the family to achimelech the, the the son of achituv the kohen and the whole house of achimelech all the Kwanim that were in the city of Nov, and they came all to the king. Now, there's one thing that Doeg said here, which we're not exactly sure if it's true. And what is that? Did, did Achimelech ask God on David's behalf? Well, in the Psukim, he doesn't say that. So, it's almost as if Doeg is exaggerating the offense to protect himself. Now, why would Doeg feel like he has to protect himself like this? Because out of all the servants of Shaul, Doeg is the one that has actually seen David run away. So Shaul starts accusing all of his servants and Doeg is standing there like, hold on, I just saw David and I saw him and I was watching him as I was shepherding uh, Shaul's flock in Nov and I saw him take food from this Kohen and this, there's some way this is going to trace back to me. Now, is it clear that Doeg is, is fueled by malice against the Kohanim? No, it seems like he's more fueled by fear of Shaul that I know that I may be implicated because somebody, some fool is going to say that I was there on the day that David was in Nov and this is going to come back to bite me. So now Doeg, in order to protect himself, is making the Qanim look very bad and he's trying to implicate them so that the, the focus doesn't come upon him. So that seems to be Doeg's motivation here. Okay? So Shaul now turns to the Kohen of Nov Who has, who has arrived Achimelech, the, the Kohen of Nov And he says, listen you son of Achituv And he says, I am here my master Now what does it tell you when he says I am here my master That to Achimelech He has no clue what's going on Because he's speaking to Shaul With a sense of subservience With a, with a language of respect I'm here my master but a good game of, why have you banded against me And conspired against me You and the son of Ishai? When you gave him bread And you gave him a sword And you asked God on his behalf For him to come against me In ambush on this day Now look at the language Shaul uses Again he says He said the same Is why did you conspire against me He used the same exact language to his own servants. Which means that Shaul in his paranoia. The Uttar Tanakh is, is, is showing his level of paranoia. That he's lobbing accusations at everybody. And it's the same accusation at everybody. Yeah. And whenever somebody's accusation is the same. To every person he goes to. It's a sign that he doesn't really have much evidence. He's just throwing accusations at wherever he could find them. Okay. Like, everyone is a bigot Everyone is a racist basically. Right exactly It's like saying Oh you're a bigot You're a bigot You're a racist You're a racist You know And if you tell that To everybody you see It means that You're not actually I think You're it. inspired more By uh, some psychological demon Than you are from the truth Okay So So he started, he's lobbying this At Achimelech. At Achimelech answers the king, Shaol, and he says, What are you talking about? Who is more trustworthy in all your servants than David? He's even the son in law of the king. He turns to your, to, 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 to your service. He's respected in your house. What, you think today I would have asked God on his behalf? Far be it from me, don't put the king. The king should not put blame on my father's house. That your servant me, Yani, hasn't known of this whole feud between you and David, a sm- even a, a little bit. I haven't heard of any of this. What I should have known that David was was uh, against you. He's your son-in-law. So the king says, You shall die. You and your, your uh, entire house of your father. He tells all of his servants that were standing there, the ones that he accused, Go and kill these people. Kill these David Because they are with David. They are conspiring with David. And they knew that he was running away. And they did not tell me. And the servants of Shaul did not will, did not wish to kill the Kohanim of Hashem. They, they didn't want to give in to Shaul's request. So we're going to see tomorrow, bezer Hashem, what happens to this request of Shaul. Amen, Amen.